Unstoppable is the unstoppable way. Is that synonymous? You know who Akira the Dawn is? Of course, he's amazing. Yeah. Make some noise, how you doing? Bienvenidos. We back. They thought they could stop us. They cannot. They should have learned by now. Hey, what was it? 2012? 2012, I dropped Unkillable Thunder Christ. I have not changed my mind on any of that. Yourself. What up, Mary? What up, Sheila? Jason, what's up? Letitia, what's up? Shaky, what's up? Alec Moran, what's up? To attack me, I'm going to attack them first. If I think they are going to seize a piece of terrain, I am going to be there waiting for them. If I think the enemy is going to flank me, too late, I'm already flanking them. I don't view aggression as an outward attitude. I view aggression as an internal character trait. A fire in your mind that says... I am going to win. Hey. I am going to win. Yes, yes, where I'm from, we have to be very aggressive. I am going to win. 
Sample said, yeah. yeah, there was a Mortal Kombat sample, in there. and there was a couple of Street Fighter ones, and about 50 others. There's a lot of little samples in that joint. Thank you. Go, go, go. One plus one is two, but if you can get through to doing things that you hate to do, and the other side is. Perfect. Yeah, we in the house. And if that kind of internal relentless aggression is your default mode, you will win. You will. Perfect. And that's the fact, baby. There is nothing that can stop you on this earth but you. If you want a thing bright enough to go out and fight for it, work day and night for it, give up your time and your peace and your sleep for it. If only desire of it makes you quite mad enough, never to tire of it. If only desire of it makes you quite mad enough, never to tire of it. You hold all other things, Audrey, and you cheat for it. Hold all other things, Audrey, and you cheat for it. Life seems all empty and useless without it. And all that you scheme and you dream is about it. If gladly you'll sweat for it, fret for it, plan for it, lose all your terror of God or of man for it. You want to be Life seems all 
without it When all that you scheme and you dream is about it If gladly you'll sweat for it, fret for it, plan for it Lose all your terror of God or of man If you'll simply go after the thing that you want With all your capacity, strength and sagacity Faith, hope and confidence, stubborn tenacity Some good. 
Okay. You're gonna say good. You're gonna say good. You're gonna say good. You're gonna say good.
I think about myself as an entrepreneur often. Because once you stop hearing judgment and you're not actually worried about what people have to say, you can just go fast. You start doing shit, doing shit. People try to win like the night for the next 79 to 76. that isn't cool right now and so you're just not doing it yet it's exactly the right thing the amount of friends I had back in the day that loved video games but got off of it because they didn't see a career for it who now regret at 40 because they were fucking great at it and they could be the Tony Hawk of esports right now they could have been that OG but they just didn't see it because they worried about judgment and they didn't realize the world evolved like when I was six, I wanted to wash people's cars. When it's snowed and we had snow days here, I was shoveling snow, not making snow mess. If you see what I'm doing in garage sale and around here in Jersey, like I'm not doing that for show, I fucking love it. See, I got real, real, real lucky. The luckiest shit on earth is the thing you love, is the thing that you're best at. What's up? Welcome, bienvenidos. It's that mighty mainstream experience, baby. It's like uh, it's like a, an amazing private concert from your favorite artist slash like discussion session slash podcast slash epic TV thing. I don't know, baby. It's a miracle, that's for sure. We had a real good run of streams last week over the weekend. It was real great. And then Monday, Tuesday, we had the internet messing with us, you know, making it difficult for us to be as great as we were aiming at being. Still, we go on regardless. These are minor inconveniences. These little things, these little things. Such little, little poquito things. I realized today that I have been doing this, uh, this this music thing full-time all-consuming for 20 years uh for 20 years i mean i've been doing it for longer obviously i was doing it from from really as as long as as young as i can remember in some shape or form you know when i was like seven i was doing my little cassette experiments and making my mixtapes and, and making my little songs and singing on the swings and all that stuff right but it was it was 20 years ago that um, I went all in. You know, I'd been in lots of bands, I'd been this, that, and the other, but it was 20 years ago that I was like, I am just gonna do this. Like, this is all I'm gonna do. It was all I ever wanted to do, you know? But it was then I decided that. And um, I was in a band at the time, you know? 
and I was rapping in that band, and uh, I was I was I was weary weary of waiting for the the guy in the band who made the the beats to to make the beats and make the sort of beats I wanted, you know. So I taught myself to make beats, and uh, ooh, and you know, and I wrote, and I wrote a few songs. And that was that. It was it was on from then on. And um, what's amazing, I'm excited to get my hard drives back when I get my hard drives back from from uh, storage. But I still have certain things. Like I think, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let me taste your tears, Scott. Mm, your tears are so yummy and sweet. This is one of the first beats I made, like, for a song, for myself. I made this beat, and I rapped on this beat, and, uh, <laughs> I didn't do nothing. I didn't know anything at all. There were no, there was no YouTube, there was no tutorials. There was no guides. I, like, just worked it out. Pressing buttons and wiggling things. Woo! That was dope. Cockney Rebel sample in there. I, I love Cockney Rebel. Full Killer goes the first beat ever humbly farmed. Yeah. Yeah, 20 years ago. Yeah. And I did a rap on this. I wrote, I made a song on this about, um, about running away from home when I was 16. 15. It was 15, that one. The one where I went to Liverpool and the song was called Liverpool. This was the first version of it. A version of it ended up on their first album. But the point being, I decided I was going to do this thing and I wasn't going to let anything stop me from doing this thing. And it was instantly resistance. Like my band were like, oh, you're not good enough. You shouldn't be doing that. You should, your forte is doing this type thing. They used to be like that about me, like singing hooks and stuff as well. They're like, you can't sing. Da, da, da. It, like, you think about it all like it always, like, you know, your whole life there will have been people telling you you can't do the thing that you want to do your whole life, right? I and mean, what's crazy to me is some people listen to those people. They go, oh, shit, okay. And that's such a weird thing to do. Like, I had this whole plan. Like, I had this whole plan from when I was, like, young that I was going to go to the, the city. And I was going to, um, like, sort of get into the music journalism world. Because I was well aware that it was about what you knew, not who you knew, and all that sort of thing. And context and stuff. There wasn't internet then. When I made this song, I attached it to the end of an article I'd written for this like online magazine, this said before blogs. And so the, this song that I made, I stuck it at the end of this column as an MP3. And someone from a record label uh, messaged me the next day and asked me to go for a drink with them. You know. It was a very different world.
serious. I really had no idea what I was doing at all, but this beat is still hot. Like, it has something dope about it. After I put this up, some people like that, I was like, you need to stop. Some other people were not, but whatever. It's that whole thing, like, some people listen to the people who tell them to stop. And it's and then they'll go, oh, yeah, they w-. they'll later say that they were stopped, right? But they didn't, it wasn't those people that stopped them. They stopped themselves by listening to those people. It's always the way. No one can stop you but you. People trying to stop you, they ain't even trying to stop you. They, they're always thinking and talking about themselves. Most self-esteem is like a virus. You catch it from other people. Most self-esteem is like a virus. You catch it. From people. You didn't get your low self-esteem necessarily because you were born with it. It's got to be a genetic component here. But mostly it comes from narcissists who have their own broken self-esteem and they want you to have a broken self-esteem. And if you don't have it, they're going to give it to you. From other people, and you can get rid of it. It's like you can get rid of it. Yeah. Low self-esteem is like a virus. You catch it from other people. Low self-esteem. Is like a virus. You catch it from other people. You do have a constitution. You do have immunity. But it takes a little while, just like getting cold. And the cold wins for a while, and then your natural immunity takes over. Your natural immunity can get you away from this low self-esteem that you caught from other people. not in you, it's something you caught, and you're going to beat the shit out of it, just like your uh, immune system will beat the shit out of it, 99% of you plus, low self-esteem is like a virus, you catch it. Merry Christmas. Low self-esteem is like a virus. You catch it from the public people. Yo, all them new commodities in the chat. Hey, 
Prisoners for Scott Adams. Meaning Wave Superstar. Badman the Vogue. Hey, hey. And like Jacob Peter says, damn that harmonica is wavy. And it just. And it just. That harmonica was inspired by Tom Petty. I was like, what would Tom Petty do at this part of the song? I was like, oh, you might actually have a harmonica. Yeah. Says that's Tom Petty. Other people. Other people. Everyone loved him, but John Hannibal Smith. Will we get another King of the Hill song someday? I don't see why not. That's rich, rich farming. Mowgli, what's up? JC Lionheart, what's up? Big shouts out to all the channel members. I see you, you green, beautiful things. remember so yeah <laughs> so here's what happened right i made that song um that one i just played you and i put it on the end of that blog post and that guy from that record label hit me up it was an independent record label called Sutton in construction and uh and he asked me to go for a drink and uh he was like we went for a drink and we were chatting about like music and all that and he thought it was dope and he's like oh have you got any other songs I was like, oh, yeah, I got loads. He's like, all right, like, um, send them over. And, like, I don't think, what was the deal with that? I don't know. You know, he said before the meeting, that was it. He goes, uh, have you got any other songs? I was like, yeah, I got a bunch. I'll bring them to the meeting. Then I was like, who? Um, <laughs> fuck, I better make some songs. You know what I mean? So amazing songs. I made like uh, like four or five songs. One of them is this. Shout it, baby. Feel like I just got paid tonight. Yeah. 
Brush my teeth and my hat, then I pop my contacts in And I've been the containers, put on my trainers Out the front door, wave hi to the neighbours Oh, what a glorious thing Waking up in the morning, baby Oh, what a glorious thing Get to have the whole day, hey Oh, what a glorious thing Waking up in the morning, baby Oh, what a glorious thing You get to have the whole day That was just, I just wrote that. Which, so here's the thing, like, pressure and deadlines are amazing things. Tell the truth or at least don't lie. You know, says Dr. JBP, who uh, I would later, you know, bring into that song. Of course, by sampling myself. I sampled Nico on that as well, by the way, in case you didn't recognize it. Uh, kind of a sad song, I made it happy. You know, the, the guy's like, you know, you got any other songs? I was like, yeah, I got loads. And I did have loads. They were in me. You know, I had loads in me. I walk around singing all the time. I got all these songs in me. So I was like, shit, let me bring them out. And bear in mind, like, I was just teaching myself to make music at that point. And uh, that's a really a awesome time when you're like, learning something, when you don't know really what you're doing. So you, you do things accidentally that are quite brilliant. Uh, that's, a t that's a period of time. It's like the only period of time where that can happen. Which is why you constantly have to be putting yourself into that place of chaos where you're not fully competent. Um, otherwise, things can get stale. I remember reading um, Graham Coxon from Blur talking about how when he came to make Song 2, by that point, he'd got too good at guitar. And like, so he couldn't make anything great because he was too good. So uh, he'd like tape his hand up. Like he'd put like cellar tape and shit around his hand. So he just physically couldn't play guitar very well. And like that's how they came up with song two, which ended up being their biggest song internationally, you know. Mowgli says, JBP says, you've got to be your best self, otherwise we all miss out. Well, exactly. This exa I exactly agree. We do. It's a great tragedy when someone doesn't bring out what, what they could be, because... You know, we, we all miss out on that. And the way, you know, I always talk about how I, I think of it like we're all like the pixels on a screen. You know what I mean? If you're watching this movie and one of the pixels ain't doing his thing, you got a dead pixel. That will, that will fuck up the film. You get enough dead pixels, the thing is unwatchable. Like, everybody needs to be shining. Shining their brightest. Mike Can says, thanks for all the aids, Akira. You're welcome. That was not one of the first five I wrote. That was in, like, the next batch. That was when I was, like decided I'd write an album. Yeah. John Hannibal Smith says song two was the first song I downloaded off Napster. How about that? Mike Kant says, have you been on Good Logic's 24-hour live stream, Akira? No, I haven't. He said he was going to invite me and then he didn't. As far as I could, you know, message him. But we're doing this, aren't we? We're doing this. Chad Comstock says bangers after bangers. Exactly. Uh, how's the uh, connection and everything? How's it looking and feeling and sounding out there? One of the good things was um, what happened. 
you know, the internet was messing up, so it had me like investigating, like, is there something wrong with the, the software? Or is there something I'm doing wrong? And I found a little thing in there, completely unrelated. But I, I had a gate on, so I don't know if you were, it was ever the case that you were listening to the stream and quiet bits it had suddenly cut out or something. Um, but there was a gate on, and it's been on like since we started streaming again. I didn't even know. But that's not there anymore, so the sound should be a little bit better. So if all that happened as a result of uh, the internet messing up for a couple of days was that I figured that out, then it was worth it. That was the good. You know, there's always something good, right? There's always a reason. I was very happy about that. When PM says happy music, yeah. I was happy, you know, when I made this song because I was super happy that I'd work, I was able to make songs. That's what I always wanted to do. I always wanted to do it, and I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to stop like not doing it and I'm just going to do it and I'm going to make sure that that is what I do and a few months after writing this song uh, I was being summoned to Los Angeles to meet with Jimmy Iovine who wanted to sign me to Interscope Records it all happened very quickly all that it unhappened less quickly Still pretty quickly in retrospect. Make it beautiful. Make it beautiful. 
it beautiful. Hey, make it make it beautiful. Make it beautiful. It's really hard to make something beautiful. Make it beautiful. It's really worthwhile. Make it beautiful. It's really hard to make something beautiful. Make it beautiful. It's really worthwhile. Yeah. People are terrified of people are terrified of color. They paint their walls beige. They're terrified of art. They buy some mass-produced thing because they don't want anybody laughing at them for their lack of taste. And they would get laughed at because they have no taste. But you have, well, it's right. Because what do you know, right? You have to develop it. And so you're going to stumble along and make mistakes to begin with. And you're going to show yourself. Because if you buy, oh, I think this is pretty. And, you know, somebody comes over and goes, hey, what's up with you? It's kind of hard on your self-esteem. But but it's a stu- you're stumbling towards the right, you're stumbling towards the kingdom of God. That's what you're stumbling towards when you try to make an aesthetic decision. Make it beautiful. Make it beautiful. Make it beautiful. Make it make it beautiful. Make it beautiful. It's really hard to make something beautiful. Make it beautiful. It's really worthwhile. Make it beautiful. It's really hard to make something beautiful. Make it beautiful. It's really worthwhile. Beauty is absolutely terrifying to people because beauty. Beauty highlights what's ugly. And so if you start to make your room beautiful, then everything around that isn't like that just starts to glow in the worst sense. It's terribly dangerous. That's why people are afraid of beauty, but it's the greatest thing you can do. Beautiful things are beautiful for a reason. That beauty has depth, like it's real depth, man. That's what gets you in touch with the transcendent and the divine is beauty. You introduce that into your room. You're playing with fire. And people will resist it. Make it beautiful. Make it beautiful. Make it beautiful. Make it make it beautiful. Make it beautiful. It's really hard to make something beautiful. Make it beautiful. It's really worthwhile. Make it beautiful. It's really hard to make something beautiful. Make it beautiful. It's really worthwhile. I was in this museum a while back. It was full of these paintings from the late Renaissance. Like a dozen of them in this one room. Every painting on that wall was worth $300 million, like minimum. You couldn't buy those paintings. Like there was like a dozen of them in there. I thought, wow, there's like $3.6 billion worth of paintings in this room. And people are making pilgrimages from all over the world just to look at them. It's like, what the hell's going on? It's like, yeah, no kidding. What the hell's going on? There's beauty in those paintings. There's beauty and it's magnificent. And part of what it does is say, you aren't who you should be. That's what beauty does to you. That's why you're intimidated by a beautiful woman. A staggeringly beautiful woman. It's like, oh my God. You know, attractive for sure, but definitely intimidated. It's like, well, that's because you aren't who you could be. Beauty does that to you. Because beauty has that contrast. Contrast, 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 contrast. That saxophone you hear there. 
it wasn't on uh, Oh What A Glorious Thing, the version that I recorded uh, for Interscope Records that came out in uh, 2005. 2004, 2005. Uh, the, first, no, the first version came out on something in construction in 2004. Then I went and signed to uh, Interscope. And then the big pumped up pop version came out on the album in 2005, I think it was. Didn't have saxophone on it. I loved the saxophone. My mate Ed played saxophone on that demo. I was making the song and like him and Lois came around. Lois Winstone, who sang in my band. And uh, she did some backing vocals on it and he played sax. And I was able to, to get the files back from 2004 uh, of that sax and put it on this version of Make It Beautiful which is the version from the Aesthetic album. I was very, very happy to have that, that saxophone back. That 20-year-old saxophone. I didn't know how to record. I didn't know what EQ or anything was, and it, and it like, recorded. It sounds great. Richard says I play the saxophone well shout out to you that's a sexy ass instrument I've got a lot of saxophone on my songs I'm a fan of the sax John Hannibal Smith says if you're listening to Meaning Wave you are the resistance yes you are yes you are What up, Amanda? What up, Mowgli? Shout out to everyone locked in. Is your room clean, says Chad? I'd say that's a good enough question. For the international high five, let me know where you are and let me know the state of your room. Answers in the chat, please. Where are you? And uh, What's the state of your room? Chamberlain Pine says, why watch streams? Meaning wave lore. Yeah, the lore is very, very deep. Of course, the lore is deep. You know, this has been uh, this has been quite the adventure. Twenty years full time professional wave lord. Unstoppable.
things is a bit like you know not eating loads of pie it's actually easier in the long run because you eat loads of pie you grow this giant 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 ass and you gotta drag it around with you everywhere you know i remember one time i was in los angeles on the metro and uh, the escalator had broke and there was this woman she was so vast there was so much of her and she was literally having to like pull her ass up the like the broken escalator 
you know, uh, you know, there's the old Mitch Hedberg joke. Like, uh, you know, an escalator can never be broken. It can only be stairs. They should put a sign at the bottom. Ah, escalator out of order. Sorry for the convenience. Uh, there was no convenience for this lady. She was dragging her ass. You know what I mean? She looked like she was suffering so much. You know what I mean? It was. It would have been easier for her to like not eat all that cake or whatever it is she did. And it's the same with the the not going along with the mob thing. It's the same with the not going because all the, those sorts of people that will, will stop you from being who you are and saying what you really think and doing what you really want to do. They destroy the life, the perfect, beautiful life that God had laid out for you. There was this wonderful, epic sort of being. Your being, your state of being, and it was all there for you. And if you listen to those people, you went along with those people and all that, then then your life just it evaporated like those tears in the rain and blade running, you know? And that's not easy. That becomes hard because then your life becomes awash with bitterness and regret and it becomes really, really hard. It would have been much easier for you to go like, fuck off, no bad. And just do what you wanted to do. You know. Yeah, we were doing an international high five, weren't we? Uh, Blue Green Flog is in Florida. What else is going on? Laid ba- Laid Law, Nakixo Na- is in Canada. That's nice, isn't it? Mowgli's in Denver, Colorado. Tom Carmen's room is getting cleaner. Sheila D is in Canada. It's clean but crowded. Working on decluttering right now, getting rid of what no longer serves me. If you want something to come into your life, you've got to make room. John Animal Smith says Bill Clinton is the only sax player I dislike. <laughs> Chamberlain Pine, Cincinnati, the room is vibing. Chad Comstock, Canadian, wavy clean. Tom Callanhans, Tim Capello, Sax Goat. Is that a homie from Lost Boys? Hill Inc. Denver. Room is clean. I have a lobster dinner date on Saturday. A what now? <laughs> a lobster dinner date. Good gosh. How exciting. Blue Green Plug, Florida. Mowgli says Douglas Murray is a boss. That was Douglas Murray, by the way, in case you didn't know. In case you didn't know. Nathan says water is just transsexual oxygen. Interesting way of looking at life. Mike Can, Alberta. Room has been the status quo for too long. It's time to elevate and get after it. Quite right, too. Shaky, California. I emptied my storage 100%. 100%. That's nice, isn't it? Boom! Man like VBDC! Appreciate you, Venice Beach Dub Club. Send it to 10 bucks and said respect to the selector. Akira. Respect to the Venice Beach Dub Club! And respect to you. All of you. Wave riding bad motherfuckers.
two, one. Oh, 
So I, I made this album for Interscope, the biggest record label in the world. And um, and then then they said that they weren't going to release it because they found the lyrics questionable. They wanted me to change some lyrics, and I refused to change the lyrics. It was good stuff as well. It was very prophetic. <laughs> I had one song called Genocide is Coming to the USA about how the USA was going to be a third world country by 2030. <laughs> Another one about the the banking crisis that predicted the banking crisis. Uh, anyway, and when that happened, um, you know, it's pretty pretty intense because you know people were, were very excited that uh, I'd got that record deal and stuff like that. There was all these like hometown hero articles in like the papers where I grew up and shit like that. And all these people in London were all excited and like lots of people were, were, were like sort of, you know, pretending that they'd always believed in me and that and all that type of shit. And then some other people were like, you know, you know how it goes. And there was a little moment when I like wondered if um, maybe I should just like leave the world, you know? It was a very, very little moment. I made this bit of music during that little moment, you know. It didn't last very long. The whole thing was like, uh, before I got that for that record deal, I'd written an article for a magazine about how record deals were dumb and you didn't need them anymore because there was the internet now. And all the record deal was was uh, a bank loan with a load of advisors attached to it, making you, telling you what to do with your money. And uh, that turned out to be true, obviously, you know. So, you know, I was initially a little bit sad, but then I thought, well, I've got like this equipment. I'd got, I'd used my um, my advance to buy, basically build myself a little home studio. They were trying not to let me do that. I had to, I had to, I had to do a lot of negotiations to get that. They didn't like giving artists the tools with which to to do stuff. You know, they liked you going to their uh, recording studios that were there so the money keeps going round and round you know what I mean but um, then I just got after it you know and um, I bought my album back amazingly because I'd had um, that Oh What Glorious Thing song was in that movie My Super Ex-Girlfriend um, with Uma Thurman at the bit where Uma Thurman and Eddie Izzard snod snog they snog and my song comes on you know so I used the money from that to buy my album back and I released it independently and I carried on what I, doing what I'd been doing because before the whole record deal thing in that short space of time from like 2004 I, I did a lot I put out the first online mixtape for example like and then I put out another one and another one and another one 
I was putting out a lot of music. I was making music videos with my little brother and uploading them to Newgrounds before YouTube. You know, I was already doing stuff. So I just carried on doing stuff. You know, I didn't uh, stop or allow myself to be stopped by any pesky little inconveniences like giant record labels telling me that uh, my lyrics were bad and then certain record industry people telling me that they were going to make sure that I never uh, played a gig and things like that because they didn't like me for various reasons and uh, and it turned out cool you know what I mean because I'm still here uh, thriving and getting better all the time album after album and learning stuff and um, and that's amazing you know what I mean I could have stopped many, many times. I could have given up many, many times. I never did, not once. You know. And like I said, that's... It is the only person that can stop you. Is you. So if you don't stop you, no one ever can. And that's an amazing thing to know. This beat is actually quite good as well. For an emo-ass beat. I'm at the hospital with my newborn baby girl. It is usually best to admit mistakes when they occur. And to seek to restore honor. Perfection and power are overrated. I think you are very wise to choose happiness and love. Sometimes life and life is dark. You can't always see the light at the end of the tunnel. But if you just keep moving, you will come to a better place. Just keep moving, you will come to a better place. Just keep moving. You will come to a better place. 
like my nephew, always thinking you need to do things on your own without anyone's support. There is nothing wrong with letting people who love you help you. There is nothing wrong with letting people who love you help you. Sometimes life is like this, dark tunnel. You can't always see the light at the end of the tunnel. But if you just keep moving, you will come to a better place. Just keep moving, you will come to a better place. Just keep moving. You know, when I first met Jimmy Iovine, the head of Interscope Records, who would later um, create beats by Dre with Dr. Dre and then get bought by Apple and then put on the shelf. Irony. <laughs> anyway, when I met him and he, he was he was rising me up. He was gassing me up. He told me that um, he'd listen to my demo and all that, those songs that I made when I told uh, that guy, Laurie, that I had some songs. He said, you are going to do to rap music what the Beatles did to rock and roll. You're going to create a whole new thing. And he was no wrong. What's funny is if, uh, you know, if he hadn't, if he'd put out that album that I'd made then, would I have made me anyway? Maybe I'd have put out that album and got gassed up and gone on the journey that so many people who, who go the major label route go on. I'd been long gone by now. I mean, I doubt it because I know me, but... Congratulations, Amcast. That's a beautiful thing. Many congratulations in the chat. 7.55 p.m. Alyssa. Meaning baby was born. Congratulations, love to you and your family. Welcome, Alyssa. It's a beautiful day to be alive. Five 
times August. Jazz adds a five times August. I like five times August. He's a bad motherfucker. You know, he's someone who stands up for what he believes in. But he tweeted something that I disagreed with. He said, humanity peaked in the 80s and the 90s. Kids today will never know. I just can't be dealing with that kind of thing because I completely, well, I don't think it's true for a start. You know, I have a son, right? And, you know, I, I, I observe my son and I observe him and his friends and how they interact. And, uh, you know, I, I wrote this actually. I said, you know, I see, I have a son. I see him and his friends play. I see their genius. I hear their ideas. Their utter amusement at and disregard for the shackles that bound the minds of generations that came before. Kids today will help us all build something greater than we can imagine. And that's what I think. That's what I believe. I don't think kids today need to be like, oh man, I wish I'd been around in the 90s. People in the 90s. been talking about this seasonal thing you have seasons right sometimes you have seasons sometimes it's winter sometimes it's spring in some ways right now it's a winter what comes after winter it comes spring good times make weak men weak men make hard times hard times make good men hold up strong man whatever the fuck you know. there's some crazy things going on out there there's some some utterly ridiculous things and it might be that my son and his homies have to build something from the absolute rubble nothing has ever existed like them before I've talked about many times, you know, I talk about how the boomers were at the time the most brainwashed generation that had ever existed. And of course, uh, my son's generation, uh, there has never been as sophisticated and relentless uh, uh, a sort of system of societal and uh, ind individual based manipulation known to man. But what happens with human beings? They always work, they always become, you know, they develop resistance to, to sicknesses and so on and so forth. They transcend them. They turn these things into something of their benefit. You know, the, the, the tools for our greatest liberation, our greatest achievement, there's always to be found in those things that were meant to stop us. Those means, things that were meant to enslave us, so on and so forth. And kids who've grown up fucking communicating with each other all over the world in, in Minecraft and so on and so forth. They do not have these hang-ups and, and limitations, self-imposed limitations that four previous generations had. They believe they can create whatever they wish to create. They don't see these limitations. And so when they are unleashed upon this world, I think incredible things will occur. Similarly, like, they are very, very based, and they can see propaganda a mile off. They can see these sneaky things which previous generations did not see. Only a few. 
was literally the only kid in my school who could see what was going on on a certain level and everyone thought I was fucking crazy and kicked the shit out of me on a daily basis because of that. Like, it's the norm for little kids to be able to see what the fuck is going on there. So, you know, that's all to say. I mean, it's, it's easy to take a doomer perspective at this moment in time. But that would be letting them win. That would be letting them win because that's their narrative. That's their idea. That's the thing that they want you to make real by propagating it and repeating it and saying it all over the place. I just don't think that's the case, man. I don't think they're that, that smart. I don't think they're that powerful. I don't think their ideas are that good. Like, I don't think they're as smart as they think they are. And I don't think that humanity peaked in the 80s and the 90s. And I think you will find that every most people think that humanity peaked at the period in time when they were at school and getting their first smooch behind the bike sheds. It's a very normal thing. You could see it as a top comment on every single music video on YouTube. Oh, it was so much better in my day. The modern kids will never know real music. They'll never know what it was like. So blah, blah, fucking blah. They were saying that then. They were saying that when I was a kid, the oldsters were saying about that. Oh, this is this new music. Oh, your, your drum and bass, that's not real music. Oh, this Britpop, that's just a shit version of what we had in the 60s. Oh, you're so sad, you 90s people. You've got no culture. You've got no distinguishing style. Nothing of your own. It always happens. It's very dull. Anyway, shout out to Five Times August. He's great. His last single was really good. not tolerate doomerism because that's letting them win that's what they want that's their narrative that's their bullshit and uh i was like i said i think we make it based on observing history we are the people who got through everything we got through and we got through way worse than this a thousand times over and more we're a fucking race of bad motherfuckers. And we do not get stopped by the sort of like limp-wristed, fucking ill, fucking dying, rotting, weird creatures that uh, you see giving these funny talks and stuff, talking about not eating protein or whatever weird shit they're on about this week. Fuck all that shit. Where am I record at? Someone earlier said I should play this and they're right. It's both a search and a recognition. Because sometimes when we... This is kind of like a how-to guy. ...something that we aren't, and our friends and family are... This is like a, you know, how to be, un- how to be- make yourself unstoppable. One of the ways, outside of the Goggins and uh, Jocko will-based things, like... It's both a search and a recognition. Because sometimes when we search our egos, we want to be something that we aren't. And our friends and family are better at telling us actually who we are. Who we are! Or looking back at what we've done. Make some noise for yourself, meaning what's on the zone. Of who we are. Escape competition through authenticity. Escape competition through authenticity. 
what everybody else is doing around us. We copy our desires from them. Everyone around me is a great artist. Here, I want to be an artist. Yeah. Me is a great business person. I want to be a business person. Social activist. I want to be a social activist. That's where my self-esteem will come from. You have to be a little careful when you get caught up in these status games that you end up competing over things that aren't worth competing over. Sometimes you just get trapped in the wrong game. game. And the best way to escape competition, to get away from the specter of competition, which is not just stressful and nerve-wracking, but will often drive you to just the wrong answer. answer. Escape competition through authenticity. Escape competition through authenticity. Escape competition through authenticity. up says thanks to the gods for the meaning babies ain't that just the truth when pm what's up says my 11 year old daughter likes your music she's listening quietly 
Shouts out to Gwen P.M.'s 11-year-old daughter. I have an 11-year-old son. I wonder if he's listening. Shouts out to the 11-year-olds. I am hyped to what they do in the future. Aren't you? Aren't you hyped to what the 11-year-olds do? By gosh. By goodness. Escape competition to authenticity. That is one way to become unstoppable. Right? You've got to have the will to win. You've got to have that mindset, right? You've got to be, like, you've got to be able to uh, endure any kind of hurt. Right? You've got to be able to push through all of that. You've got to make yourself something unique that is drilling down into the uniqueness of what you are. You need to do that, one, because that's what you, it will make you able to withstand any kind of hurt and suffering. And uh, only you can do it. No one else can do it. That's what we were talking about earlier. Only you can be you. Anyone else tries to be you, they'll fuck it up. Might mention most writers. Believe me, I've seen it. An unfortunate thing. They try to write something that they think a certain audience might enjoy. I've never been able to do that. Because I can't put myself in the mind of other people. I only know what I enjoy. So every time I've written a story, I've always tried to write the sort of story that I myself would enjoy reading. I'm waiting to find out what happens next. And I can't know what other people think, but I can know what I think. I can't know what other people think, but I can know what I think. And I feel I'm not that unusual. If there's a type of story I like, there must be lots of people who like the same type of stories. Therefore, I have always written to please myself, not to please a certain type of audience, the sort of story that I myself would enjoy reading. The sort of story that I myself would enjoy reading. Because as well as you know yourself and if I write a story that I'm enjoying while I'm writing it and I can't wait to see what happens next then I'm hoping that a large proportion of the public will feel the same way and they'll enjoy it too sum it up I have always tried to please myself not other people and somehow it seems to have worked because I guess 
I'm not that different than other people. I've always tried to write the sort of story that I myself would enjoy reading. The sort of story I myself would enjoy from the immortal Stan Lee EP, Akira the Dawn, and Stan Lee. Jonathan Randall says, what is this music, track, name, artist, love it? Well, all of the songs we are hearing tonight are songs uh, by, by I, Akira the Dawn, and uh, they some of them feature the voices of others, like that one had Stan Lee. Uh, there will, at the end of the broadcast, I will post the track listing in the description of the uh, broadcast. That always happens pretty much immediately. Um, the song before this, I should say more what the songs are, shouldn't I? The song before that was Escape Competition Through Authenticity, featuring Naval from our How to Get Rich Volume 3 album that came out last year. Before that was Just Keep Moving uh, with Uncle Iroh from, from a lovely cartoon called Avatar The Last Airbender that was a single, and it was on my Meanie Wave Masterpieces 4 LP, and, uh, you know, and so on and so forth. Shouts out to everybody looked it. <laughs> Yoga Max says, Akira makes music he enjoys listening to. Love that. I do, I do. I do. Uh, that's exactly what I do. The truth requires no belief. It is the truth. This is not a very scientific part of the rap because it's very hard to convince people that there are non-human intelligences this side of Gnepple Ganubi. And when you tell them that these non-human intelligences are accessed through the diminutive mushrooms growing on their front lawn, they just write you off as a squirrel. But this question of the non-human intelligences is very, very much on the agenda. All shamans in all times and places have claimed it. The thing that so pleases me about DMT is, you know, a lot of people will not take a psychedelic like LSD or psilocybin or something because it lasts hours and hours. Inevitably, a thing lasting that long, you're going to end up dealing with your stuff, your anxiety, your fear, your this and that. A lot of people don't care for that sort of thing. With DMT, it lasts four minutes. And so how lost in an examination of childhood trauma can you get in four minutes, especially when you have hundreds of elves tugging at your sleeves? It's really an incredibly powerful tool. 
We have the UFO people claiming there are non-human intelligences. Let's bring back the Terrence McKenna emoji. That works for a skeptic. The great thing about DMT is it doesn't require belief. Terrence McKenna. At the core of your soul. And if he can't answer that question, our conversation's over. I can't say shit to him. Go ahead. If you don't know who you are. Oh, them new commodities in the chat. Who you are. I can't tell you who you are. If you know who you are. Oh, them new commodities in the chat. If you don't know who you are. If you don't know who you are. I can't tell you who you are. Who are you? 
Honestly, I'm blessed enough to have survived the life I live. And come out the other side with a bunch of knowledge. So hopefully, I can help people that believe that they're much less than what they truly are. Help them find greatness in themselves. Excellent connection. Greatness is whatever the hell you dreamed of in your own mind. Oh, them nukes! You gotta first see it. You gotta first create this vision in your mind. And then that's when I come into play. Once you create this vision in your mind, it's how am I gonna get there now? Create the vision in your mind. I come into play. But how am I gonna get there? Create your own vision. And it's not external. The vision that created is inside of you. So until you create that, I'm nobody to you. What? Good gosh. If you don't know who you are, if you don't know who you are, I can't tell you who you are. Who are you? If you don't know who you are, if you don't know who you are, I can't tell you who you are. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? What were we talking about? To what we talk about, what we think about, who you are, what we what we give power to. I can't tell you who you are. Who are you? Works on a macro and micro level. We become what we think about. Again, it's a new emoji situation. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! It's brand new. From the forthcoming, the strangest secret in the world with El Nightingale is brand new. We become, we think about wealth. We become. We think about We become We think about Now let me say that again We become What we think about Throughout history the great wise men and teachers Philosophers and prophets Have disagreed with one another on many different things It is only on this one point That they are in complete and unanimous agreement Listen to what Marcus Aurelius The great Roman emperor said he said, a man's life is what his thoughts make of it. A man's life is what his thoughts make of it. Disraeli said this. Everything comes if a man will only wait. I have brought myself by long meditation to the conviction that a human being with a settled purpose must accomplish it. And that nothing can resist a will that will stay even existence for its fulfillment. We become, become what we think about. 
is what he thinks about all day long. William James said, The greatest discovery of my generation is that human beings can alter their lives by altering their attitudes of mind. And he also said, We need only in cold blood as if the thing in question were real. And it will become infallibly real by growing into such a connection with our life that it will become real. It will become so knit with habit and emotion that our interest in it will be those which characterize belief. He also said this, if you only care enough for a result, you will almost certainly attain it. If you wish to be rich, you will be rich. If you wish to be learned, you will be learned. If you wish to be good, you will be good. and wish them exclusively and not wish at the same time a hundred other incompatible things just as normal. We become, become what we think about. We become, become what we think about. We become, become what we think about. Now let me say that again. We become, become what we think about. Bible you read in Mark 9:23 If thou canst believe all things are possible to him that believeth Dr Norman Vincent Peale said this This is one of the greatest laws in the universe Fervently do I wish I had discovered it as a very young man It dawned upon me much later in life and I found it to be one of the greatest if not my greatest discovery outside of my relationship to God And the great law Peale simply stated is that if you think in negative terms you will get negative results If you think in positive terms you will achieve positive results That is the simple fact which is at the basis of an astonishing law of prosperity and success In three words believe and succeed We become what we think about from the forthcoming album The Strangest Secret in the World. Gosh. Mowgli says, So I will become Roman Emperor. Quite possibly. You'll be thinking about Roman Emperor enough, you will take on characteristics of Roman Emperor and you will bring Roman Emperor being into your beings for sure. For Shazor. Shouts out to everybody locked in. What's cracking? How you doing? It's the Unstoppable Meaning Stream. Hey, look, we're here. The internet is excellent. We have an excellent connection. Look at that. If that ain't nice, I don't know what is. Let me move. Ooh, no, not you. No, you. Nah, yeah, dude. Uh, do that there. You move up there. Look, see, excellent. It says excellent connection. Excellent connection. Not just like average connection. It says excellent connection. Speaking of excellence... 
the Meaning Stream is brought to you by MeaningWave.com. MeaningWave.com. Porque? Because happiness is a side effect of meaning. Yes, it is. Head on over to MeaningWave.com and get yourself something delightful today. All of the apparel is made in the USA. It's very high quality. It's delightful. We have wonderful designs designed uh, by me uh, with help from others sometimes. Look, the discipline gets things done shirt. Isn't that great? There's actually, you've seen these pants I'm wearing, right? You see my, my mighty pants. Where's the side camera? I need a pant camera. See those? That's the Meaning Wave Neon Leopard. That's what that is. Can we find that on the site if we have a look? Hello, Internet. Yeah, so if you want to look for something specific, just hit the little search thing. Look, search thing. Then type in. Right? And then it will just tell you, because we so, so much fire shit. Look at that. Look, the Meaning Wave Neon. It's the Neon Leopard. There's the Neon Leopard. We've got regular Leopard too. But the pants, man, the pants are just crazy. And they also come in velvet. If you're a velvet pant-loving kind of a person, which you should be because velvet pants is fire. We got velvet pants. We got velvet shirts. You could have a whole velvet outfit. You know what I mean? It's amazing. Uh, we also got digital music bundles. And we also got uh, physical media like vinyl and CD and cassette. You know what I mean? It's great. And we got blogs. You know what I mean? Look, see, you might not know we put out a music video today. If you went to MeaningWave.com, you would know that we put out a music video today for uh, those days with Jocko. It's really beautiful. And, uh, you know, you can watch that right there. Look, you can stay abreast of the Meaning Wave situation at MeaningWave.com. There's also the resources tab where you can hit support Meaning Wave and support Meaning Wave. People say to me all the time, Akira the Don, Spotify pays you 0.04 cents per stream. If I played you 15,000 times, that would only give you about 12 quid. Uh, can I support you in another way? Because uh, I feel that your work brings great value to my life. I, I opened up a kebab shop because I listened to one of your records and it gave me the power to open up a kebab shop. I say, sure thing. Go to meaningwave.com slash uh, pages slash support. And there's all them links there. Look, PayPal, Patreon, Bitcoin, ETH, Venmo, Cash App. See, it's easy, easy. Uh, what could be easier? Very little could be easier other than perhaps just... Uh, texting someone in the group chat and telling them about the existence of Meaning Wave. Maybe they don't know that Meaning Wave exists. Who was it who was just saying? Someone was just saying uh, something about how Meaning Wave should be hardwired into Neuralink. You know, it's probably a good idea. Could be worse things to hardwire into. You know what I mean? Um, anyway, MeaningWave.com, because happiness is a side effect of meaning. Woo! That was a message from our sponsor. Amanda Dancy says, that new one is a gem. Sorry for no nukes, had popcorn all up on my mouth, face and hands. Wow. I mean, that's a beautiful image, isn't it? That's just a beautiful visual image there. Thank you very much. Delightful. Popcorn all over my mouth, face and hands. I mean, where else is popcorn supposed to go? John, that was it. John Hannibal Smith, he said, Meaning Wave should be hardwired into Neuralink as a safety mechanism. Correct. Mac Hex Geo 2016 said, Is this Paul Harvey? No, it's our Nightingale, but like American fellows used to talk like that. That was the voice that men, American men used to have, one of them. There was a few voices. That was one of the voices. Neuralink is falling asleep to the stream. Stream. Quite right too. 
My wife said, epic activities only, a link. What, you talking about her going to sleep? Or did she say something else? Mowgli says we need a Kira emoji stickers so we can put them all over everything. You are correct. You are exactly correct. Currently, like, you get stickers if you buy things. Um, like, from the vinyl campaigns, you get stickers. That's like the only place stickers exist, I think. There should be more ways of getting stickers, shouldn't there? Come on. Come now, come now. Shaggy says wealth. So he says wealth. Surrounded by nuke emojis, so it's like... like that Yoga Max says I would love to write a meaning wave blog and host a podcast listening to songs and talking about their meaning would absolutely love writing and hosting well do it then what's stopping you is it you unstoppable unstoppable it's the unstoppable meaning stream Broadcasting live across space and time from Don Studios, Mexico. We gather here every night. Did you know that? Apart from on the weekends when we gather in the afternoon. 8 p.m. ET on days of the week. 2 p.m. ET on Saturdays and Sundays. We were going to do a Manly P. Hall stream today, but I didn't want to risk it because of the internet being dodged for a couple of days. Doing one of the the lo-fi live score type situations is more intense than that. And, uh, and would be ruined by buffering. Today's been good, so maybe maybe tomorrow? We shall see. I will keep testing. I was testing all day. I had, the ne- I had next week's Theo Vaughn music video on one of those TVs just streaming literally all day on the back end of the YouTube channel. What's weird about it is like, I had it on for hours, and I was just listening to that one song. And it really is the case that you can listen to that song, which is using cocaine, over and over and over and over and over. Some songs you can't do that. That one you can. Literally hours. I don't know why. Charlotte Rewell Narkiewicz, wife of mine, says, I was saying it was epic to go to bed before 8pm because early nights are amazing. Early nights are the new punk rock, it's true. If you want to be punk rock in 2024, go to bed before uh, 8 o'clock. And do some diamond push-ups. I was doing diamond push-ups earlier. You ever done those? They're a nightmare. You put your hand like that and then you do a push-up. It's ridiculous. Just even, I'm just pushing the air now and my titties hurt. Ow! Killer says, I stepped into the velvet fog and I was never the same again. There are two kinds of people in this world. There are people who've worn Meaning Wave velvet. And then there are people who will wear Meaning Wave velvet. in the chat if you are unstoppable it doesn't matter what you're feeling like 
what the weather's doing, what weird shit is going on on the internet, what the weird, like, decrepit android creature they've got running whatever country you happen to be in is up to. Doesn't matter, none of that matters. You're getting after your thing, the thing that you're here for. You're getting after that regardless. You're a bad motherfucker. The one thing that discipline only does help you with helps you get things done. And when you get things done, you actually do things. You have more success. A big part of success is just not being fucking lazy and just doing it. 90% of it is just showing up. Get there and start working. Like, you're not going to feel perfect every day. Okay. If I only worked out when I felt good, I'd be a fat fuck. Because there's a lot of days I don't want to do it. I mean, it's pretty much the same with everybody that actually gets good at something. There's got to be those days you push through. They're probably going to be more numerous than the days you don't. And so the benefit of discipline in my eyes has always been that through discipline, I get things, things done. done. I'm like the most lazy, disciplined person I know. Because I don't want to do it. Let's go. Let's go. Through discipline, I get things done. Bro, goes to work. Through discipline, I get things done. This is what I do. I also think. Jocko emojis in the chat. One is a pathway to creativity. When you're on the battlefield, is an absolute exercise in creativity. How are we going to attack them? How are we going to disorganize them? How are we going to get in their heads? That's all just massive creativity. And when I look at people that are artists, I would imagine the more disciplined you are, you got to write stuff down. You got to read. You got to increase your vocabulary so that you are quicker and sharper so that when people are saying things, you have more words to battle back at them. All those things, all that freedom that you get on stage comes from the discipline you study, you learn, you read, you write, you talk, you go through things. Is that an accurate statement? Absolutely, Absolutely accurate. Through discipline, I get things done. The pro goes to work. Through discipline, I get things done. This is what I do. Through discipline, I get things done. The pro goes to work. Through discipline, I get things done. This is what I do. It doesn't matter if you're sick, doesn't matter if you have kids, you're a pro and you go to work. Get after it! You have pride in that. And then when you are in front of that keyboard, you look down at the count, it says, I got fucked a thousand words today. How did that work? Gems blossom. Oh, you might have a day where you just write nothing but dog shit. So what? Show up again tomorrow. And tomorrow that dog shit, a flower will emerge. Through discipline, I get things done. Pro goes to work. Through discipline, I get things done. This is what I do. Through discipline, I get things done. Tomorrow, goes to work. Through discipline, I get things done. This is what I do. That's it, baby. It's pretty much that simple. You work out what you're gonna do, then you do it, regardless. All your excuses and lies. That's right, Mark.
The younger generation quits. Not everybody. I got put people get the butt hurt. So not everybody. Most of this generation quits the second they get talked to. It's so easy to be great nowadays. Most people are weak. This is a softened generation. So if you have any mental toughness, any ability, if you have any fraction of self-discipline, the ability to not want to do it, but still do it. And I hate to run. And what makes me so crazy, people go, well, why do you run if you hate it? What are you talking about? A powerful, powerful live show. Together, I don't see what we can't do. Frankly, I do not. One plus one is two, motherfucker. That's right, Mogul. You are correct. Yeah. 
That's it, baby. That's it. I am the captain of myself. And so are you. Only you can save mankind. You are unstoppable. We are unstoppable. This stream is unstoppable. And now let us go forth and do what it is we are here to do. By Joe. Thank you all for being here. Love to you and your family. Click the like button. Leave a comment on the way out. Head on over to MeaningWave.com. Thank you for your support. We're grateful for you. You could have been anywhere. And you were here. And I'm so very glad you were. Good night and God bless.